New Hope Outreach Ministries, making a difference by taking the gospel from word to action. And now, today's message. Yeah, you know how the Holy Spirit works. <laughs> Hallelujah, glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, let's open up with prayer today. Hallelujah. You know, the Holy Spirit always has everything all all set. Um, just like uh, Jocelyn was saying, um, I knew last week that um, I was speaking, even though I didn't know I was speaking. <laughs> um, we were back in prayer. I'll kind of start with that. Um, we were back in prayer, and God gave me uh, this scripture, and um I just, he just dropped it in my heart, um, and um, so we prayed, and then I, we, I, then uh, I, we just kind of stood there, and I felt like I needed to, I felt, at first I thought I was going to read the scripture out here, and then I felt the Holy Spirit say, no, you're going to read the scripture back there, so I read the scripture back there, um, and um, Anyway, uh, and then afterward, uh, we, you know, went, I went home and all of that, and then uh, Hilda called me, and she asked if I would um, speak today, and, and then I hesitated because I, I hesitate a lot of times when she calls me, and she says, will you speak today, and I was, will you speak next Sunday, and I hesitate because I hesitate about speaking, getting up in front of people, and, um, and so... Um, I uh, hesitated, and so she said, well, I can, if you'll call me back and let me know, because I hear your hesitation, and so um, anyway, but I knew that I couldn't say no, um, because I felt like God had given me the scripture um, for today, and so um, anyway, so any, anyway, so this is the scripture, uh, Isaiah 61, um, uh, 1, and actually Isaiah 61, the, the whole chapter. Um, but anyway, stand, uh, so you can stand up on your feet or you can be seated, but um, we will uh, open up with prayer. Father, we just come before you just thanking you for the word that you've given us. Um, Holy Spirit, I know that you're present to speak through me today. And Father, for your word that goes forth today for this hour. And Father, we just thank you and we praise you, Lord God, for your anointing, your Holy Spirit that is here present today. And Father, we just thank you, Lord God, that I speak your word accurately the way that you've given it to me. And Father, I thank you that we hear it equally as accurately. And Father, I thank you, Lord God, for all the things you've done and all the things that you're doing in our lives, Lord God. And Father, we will leave here differently than we came today. And Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, well, I want to read to you, uh, like I said, Isaiah 61, verse 1. Um, and the topic today is, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Isaiah 61, 1. The Spirit of the Lord, God, is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of prison to those who are bound, and then to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And that's found again in Luke 4, 18 and 19. And I won't read that just right now. 
But I want to focus on today, the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. In the Old Testament, the Spirit of the Lord came upon the people. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is power. And in the Old Testament, the Spirit of the Lord worked through prophets. I was reading this morning, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Joseph, and Pharaoh recognized that in Genesis. Joseph was able to interpret dreams, and if you remember, you know, he was thrown into into the prison and you know he came out you know because the he was able to interpret that dream and Pharaoh got him out because there was nobody else um, in the land that could interpret that dream that Pharaoh had he looked and searched and there was nobody else and he said well the spirit of the Lord is on you and I want you to interpret that dream you interpreted that dream the spirit of the Lord was on you to interpret that and so he was able he was the only one who was able to interpret that dream but i want to look at david because in samuel first samuel 16:13 and let's go ahead and turn to first samuel and we're shorthanded in the uh back there in the back so i'm sorry but you're going to have to turn to your own scriptures today <laughs> we're not going to have it projected today so you're going to have to Open up your own Bible and turn to 1 Samuel. <laughs> exactly. So you're going to have to get that sword out and turn to, to your own 1 Samuel 16.13 today. So we're looking at 16.13. But I am going to read it to you so you can listen. But we're going to look at 1 Samuel 16.13. And I will give you time to, to get there. It says, Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him, and they're talking about David, in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came on David from that day forward. And so Samuel anointed David. And this speaks of him being anointed in the Holy Spirit. And that's what, remember, right after that was when he went in 17. And if you'll turn in my Bible, I just turned the page in chapter 17. And so let's look at 1 Samuel 17, where he confronts Goliath. Because he was anointed. And so when he, and remember, Holy Spirit brings power. And so in 1716, remember the Philistine, Goliath, he t tormented them morning and evening, daily for 40 days, over and over again. He was huge. Remember how big he was. He tormented them over and over for 40 days. And remember how small David was. So if we turn to 1733, Saul, get, remember Saul gave David his armor and said, here, you take this 
But David said, no, I, I can't. I haven't proved that. I don't know. I've not even used that. So I'm not going to use that. But in 33, Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For you are but a youth, and he has been a man of war from his youth. Verse 34, and David said to Saul, your servant was a shepherd for my father's flock. And the lion came and the bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and I struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I took hold of his beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be as one of them because he has revealed the armies of the living God. And David said, The Lord who delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And so Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. So he delivered him out of the paw of the bear and out of the paw of the lion. And so God's going to deliver him out of this. Remember, excuse me. Yeah, so he's done it. He's been anointed to do that. So then we go over to. 45. Then David said to the Philistine, this is when he gets to Goliath. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you revealed. Now this day will the Lord deliver you into my hand and I will strike you down and cut off your head. Then I will give the corpses of the Philistine camp this day to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the earth so that all the earth will know that there is a God in Israel. And then we'll go to 48. When the Philistine arose and came near to meet David, David hurried and ran towards the battle line to meet the Philistine. And David put his head in a bag and took from there a stone, hand, excuse me, put his hand in the bag <laughs> and took from there a stone. And he slung it and struck the Philistine in the forehead. And therefore the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the ground. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone, and he struck down the Philistine and slew him, but there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood over the Philistine. Then he took his sword and drew it from out of his sheath, and he finished him off and cut off his head with it. And then I won't go on and finish reading, but what he did is he took that and he took that with him and he hung his <laughs> took that with him back to the camp took Goliath's head back to the camp <laughs> with him that was his <laughs> that was what he took back with him so he could uh that was his uh you know <laughs> his prize <laughs> that he took back but you know the usually they take that and hang it on the wall that was his prize for him but he was anointed with the holy spirit that he, he was anointed with the Holy Spirit. That's where his power came from. 
Hallelujah. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. That's Zechariah 4, 6. The spirit of the Lord came upon me because he has anointed me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So David and Samuel, the prophets, did great and mighty things, but we have an even greater covenant. You know, David did a great thing that day. He did a great thing, but we have an even greater covenant. Let's turn to Hebrew 11.32. You're going to be using your Bible a lot today. You're going to be using that sword a lot. Look up at me when you get there. <laughs> 32. Hebrews eleven thirty-two. Okay. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak. This is the, the hall of faith. What, what, and what more shall I say for time would fail to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephiath, of David and Samuel the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of swords, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in fighting, and turned the armies of foreign enemies to flight. And then I'm going to skip down to verse 39. These all obtained a good report through faith, but they did not receive the promise. For God provided something better for us so that with us they would be made perfect. God promised them uh, a good report. God provided them something. Uh, God provided us with something better. Hallelujah. God provided us a covenant. We've got a covenant. He provided us with something better. They didn't receive the promise. We are here to receive the promise. In another translation, it says that he planned something better for us. He wanted to make, he wants us to be perfect. And instead of the Holy Spirit coming on us as he did with David and with Samuel and speaking to us through the prophets, the Holy Spirit is within us. The Holy Spirit is within us. And when we go to the Spirit of the Lord has come upon, instead of the Holy Spirit coming upon us, remember in, you know, I talked a little bit about in Luke um, Luke 4:18. it goes back to when Jesus read the same scripture, Isaiah 61. He read the scrolls, Isaiah 61, 1. Let's go to Luke 4, 18.
remember Jesus was uh, was in the in the temple and he picked up the scroll and he said he found the place where it was written in Isaiah, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those that are oppressed, to preach the acceptable year of the, of the Lord. And then he rolled up the scroll and he gave it back to the attendant and he sat down. And the eyes of all those who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing and what he was saying was is that I'm the one that was sent you know I'm the Messiah you know I'm the one that was sent I'm the one that you were looking for the scripture today is fulfilled in your hearing in essence he's saying I'm the one that was prophesied but all they were hearing which I believe Fred brought out last last week was all that they were hearing and seeing was, well, isn't this Joseph's boy? Isn't this Mary's son? And that's all they were seeing. You know, isn't he the one that was Mary and Joseph's son? And all he could do, all they could do was think about that. But the Spirit of the Lord was upon me because he has anointed me to do all of these things. But what he was telling them was there's a promise. And what he told the disciples was in Acts, what he had been telling them is, I want you to wait. I want you to wait because there's, there's one better coming. You know, the Holy Spirit is coming. The Holy Spirit is coming. I'm going to go, but the Holy Spirit is coming and he's going to come in you. And he's going to be in you. And so what he told them in Acts, what he had told them is, I want you to wait. And let's go to Acts 1, 4. And he said, do not depart from Jerusalem, but wait. Wait for the promise of the Father, for which you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. I just want you to wait. Just wait. Because the Holy Spirit is coming. Just wait. I just want you to wait. Because just like in Joel... 228 and don't you don't have to worry about turning there he said I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and daughters will prophesy your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions in the Old Testament which they had all been taught through the Old Testament Isaiah one of the oldest books in the Bible the Spirit of the Lord has come upon you because he has anointed you to preach the gospel. All of that they had been taught all along. Joel, afterward, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. The word is power. The Holy Spirit is power. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. 
dunamis. That's what the word power means, might. Acts 1-7. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the dates which the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. And when he had spoken these things while they looked, he was taken up and the cloud received him from their sight. So he said those things to them. The Holy Spirit shall come on you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. You shall receive power from on high. He's going to come on in you. He's not going to come upon you anymore. He's going to come from in you. The Holy Spirit's going to guide you. He's going to lead you. He's not going to come upon you. He's going to come from within you. He's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. And you're going to be my witnesses. In Proverbs 20, 27, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. He will enlighten you. He's going to guide you. In John 16, 13, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. Romans 8, 14, as the many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. The Holy Spirit guides by your inner witness. Let's turn over to Acts 2. Because out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Let's look at Acts 2. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. Because remember, Jesus told them in Acts 1, but wait, do not depart, but wait for the promise. So they were all together in one place. And suddenly, a sound like a mighty rushing wind came from heaven and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as a fire, being distributed and resting on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them to speak. Remember, Jesus told them to wait 
and they were all together and suddenly a sound like a rushing mighty wind came from heaven and they were all filled Remember in Joel, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Even your men servants and your maid servants, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and they shall prophesy. There was a sound. And it wasn't just in that upper room. Everybody heard it. Because everybody around came out. And they said, what is this? What's going on? They heard it. They all heard it. Because they said, these men are drunk. There's something going on. What's going on? What's happening? Because I hear each one of them speaking in my language. There are people from Asia and all these different countries that I can't pronounce. Cappadocia and, you know, wherever. They were all from all of these different places. And they're speaking in my language. How is this? How is this happening? Remember, Jesus said, you're going to be my witnesses. Isn't that a witness? Because that's what people are saying. How is this? How are they able to speak in my language? How can this be? They've got to be drunk. There's got to be something going on. We hear them speaking in our own language. The mighty works of God. That's what it says in verse 11. They were all amazed in verse 12 and perplexed, saying to each other, what does this mean? And then there were others that were mocking, like I said, these men are all full of new wine. But this is what Peter said, standing up, lifting up his voice and said to them, men of Judea, all of you who dwell in Jerusalem, that this be known to you and listen to my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is the third hour of the day. But this is what is spoken from the prophet Joel. In the last days, he said that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Even the man, men servants and maid servants. I will pour out my spirit these days and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor and smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord comes. And whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's what's going on here. Not what you're thinking. That's what's going on. And they went forth. 
they were witnesses in Jerusalem because the Holy Spirit was operating within them. They were filled from, from within. Hallelujah. And if you go on to verse 3, and they, they went and they healed, they became witnesses. Hallelujah. They were doing their assignment because that was what their assignment was, to go and be witnesses. He said, you'll do my works and even greater works. And that's what they're doing. And that's what he tells us to do, that you'll do my works and you'll even do greater works. In the acceptable year of the Lord, this is what he wants us to do. Hallelujah. And in verse 3, let's look at verse 3 and in, um, excuse me, not verse 3, but chapter 3. Acts, I'm still in Acts. And uh, let's start in verse 12. Well, and this was after he, the, the man at the, at the gate, beautiful, the lame man. Let's start at verse 11. And the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, and all the people ran together. When Peter saw it, uh, when Peter saw it, he answered the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this man, or why do you stare at us as it by our own power or piety we had made him walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his son Jesus, whom uh, you handed over and denied the presence of Pilate. Um, when he had decided to release him um, and then skip on to verse 16 and his name by faith in his name has made this man strong whom you see and know and faith which comes through him has given him perfect health in this in in your presence um, and so you know he they they're doing basically and really basically all that is just in that they're doing, they're actually doing the works of Jesus. They're doing what he, what their assignment, what, what God asked them to do. They're doing exactly what he asked them to do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. And that was actually not the, it was actually in verse four, uh, chapter four that I wanted to go to. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's go over to verse uh, chapter 4, where they spoke the word with, with boldness. Um, and it's uh, chapter 4, verse 29. 
Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant that your servant may speak your word with great boldness by stretching out your hand to heal and the signs and wonders may be performed in the name of your, Lord, your holy son, Jesus. When they had prayed, the place where they had assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. And all the believers were of one heart and one soul and no one said that what he possessed was his own. Own, but to him to them all things were in common and great power the apostles testified to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all and there was no one among them who lacked for all those who were owners of land or houses sold them and brought the income from what was sold and placed it in the apostle uh, at the apostles feet hallelujah and again They were together with one heart and one soul and great power came together. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because he said, hallelujah, in his scripture. The Lord of the God, the spirit of the Lord is upon us because he has anointed us. To preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent us to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound and to proclaim that this is the acceptable year of the Lord because he has sent us that's what he has sent us to do he has sent us to do the works of the Lord hallelujah glory to God we will do his works and even greater works it's not that's what he wants that's what he wants us to do it's not just his word it's not just from his word just this is the word of the lord it's not just words on on a on a page it's not just words on a page that we read over and over it's words it's, that leads us to action. It's words that lead us to action. Just as the disciples did, the Holy Spirit guides us and leads us to action. He shows us things to come. When Jesus said it's the acceptable year of the Lord, it's the acceptable year of the Lord to do action, to lead us into healing the brokenhearted, to proclaiming freedom to those captives, to open the prison doors to those that are blind, to those that are bound, and to proclaim and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That's what we are to do. That's what our mission is.
because we will be called the priests of the Lord, the ministers of our God. When we go back to Isaiah 61 and you read the entire scripture, that's what our mission is today. That's what we're to do here today. Isaiah was prophesying that years and years ago, but Isaiah 61 is for us today. It is our mission here today. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. And that's what we need to preach. That's what we need to say today. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he sent me to heal the brokenhearted. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he sent proclaim me to proclaim liberty to the captives. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has sent me to open up the prison to those that are bound. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he sent me to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has sent me because he has sent me to comfort all those who are who mourn. Hallelujah. Glory to God. to preserve those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, so that we might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that might be glorified, so that the old ruins may be built, so that we raise the former desolations, so that the waste places may be built, the desolations of many generations, so that strangers stand and feed the flocks, so that the sons of aliens shall be our plowmen and our vine dressers, so that we will be called the priests of the Lord. Because we are the priests of the Lord and the ministers of our God so that we eat the riches of the nations and that we glory in the and boast in the Lord. And instead of shame, that we be given the double, uh, that we be given double honor. And instead of humiliation, we rejoice in our portion. And that we possess double portion and everlasting joy is ours. Because the Lord hates robbery. And that we, that he, that we will be faithful and that we have an everlasting covenant with him. And our descendants shall be known among the nations and our offspring among the people. And we shall be acknowledged among them and our descendants shall be blessed. 
and we will greatly rejoice in the Lord and be joyful in our God. And we will be clothed with garments of salvation and be clothed in robes of righteousness. Hallelujah. 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 Shall the, and the earth shall bring forth buds and the garden cause the things to spring forth and the Lord will cause righteousness and praise and spring forth before the nations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All of Isaiah 61 is for us today. Hallelujah. It is for us today. Hallelujah. Isaiah 61 is for us today. Glory to God. So as we leave here today, we need to declare and decree that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Because that is our assignment. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And that's what we need to say as we leave here today. And I want you to stand up on your feet and I want you to say it with authority the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me let's say it again the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me hallelujah, hallelujah. let's say it again the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me hallelujah, hallelujah. That is our assignment as we leave here today. And I commission you and I say this to you that as we leave here today, that we need to not only say that, but we need to pray Isaiah 61 and we need to declare it and we need to decree it that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me and we need to pray and declare and decree Isaiah 61. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. And that's all I have today. Thank you, Glory to God. Amen.